I'm Alan Tepper. Today in Beyond Podcasting Episode 2, we'll take a bird's eye view on microphones in three categories, technology, pattern, and connection type. We're again joined by Memo Sauceda, award-winning actor and voiceover talent. Thanks for tuning in to beyondpodcasting.com, where we recognize that your online radio show is much more than just a podcast. Your show can be broadcast live, which is not a podcast. Your show can be heard on a website, which isn't a podcast either. Of course, your online radio show can and should also be syndicated as a podcast via RSS, where your listeners can subscribe using a standard podcatcher or your show's own branded app for Android and iOS. Beyondpodcasting.com covers microphones, interfaces, mixers, production software, recording techniques, best practices, and more. Now enjoy another episode of beyondpodcasting.com with your host, Alan Tepper. Welcome back to beyondpodcasting.com. This is the second episode and our friend Memo Salteda joins us again. Welcome, Memo. How are you today? I'm great. Thank you for inviting me again, Alan. It's a pleasure being here with you, the defender of the Castilian language, the most widely used Spanish language, and guru supreme of the world of audio and video. Thank you very much, Memo. You didn't have to say that, but I don't mind if you say it. <laughs> it's true. In any case, we welcome you back to our second episode of beyondpodcasting.com. If you did not hear the first one where we covered general terminology, it's still there. You can still hear it. That's one of the benefits of this medium where you can go back and find it, whether you do it through any of the podcatchers where you may have subscribed to us already or directly at our home base at beyondpodcasting.com. You'll always find the old, the current, and the new. That's the place to find them. And if you are subscribed, then you are hearing a podcast. Yes. That we learned last episode. We want to remind you that this episode is brought to you in part by our friends at Descript, which is a transcription text audio caption subtitle editor, which automatically transcribes your audio into text, allows you to correct that auto transcription, edit the text, and have the audio reflect the corresponding changes instantly. As a bonus for Beyond Podcasting listeners, you'll get 100 minutes free for a limited time by visiting descript.beyondpodcasting.com. That's a special link, descript.beyondpodcasting.com, and descript is spelled D-E-S-C-R-I-P-T. That's D-E-S-C-R-I-P-T dot beyondpodcasting.com. And do it uh, through that link because it will give you 100 minutes instead of 20. And that's great. I still have my 100 minutes waiting for a special occasion yes, to use you, it. You don't have to wait. You can get your 100 minutes now and use it later when you need it. So do it while you can. Today in beyondpodcasting.com, we're doing a bird's eye view of microphones and three different categories of microphones which do overlap. We're going to be covering the technology, the patterns, and the type of connection, and they do overlap. Oh, this is my type of show. Okay, I'm glad you're here. A memo is one of the people who always clicks first on my articles that are related to microphones and other audio interfaces and preamps and A to D converters. So I knew that he would be good to join us once in a while on beyondpodcasting.com and also in the Castilian version, which is turradioglobal.com. So memo has been here already uh, the second time and uh, hopefully he'll continue. We'll see. 
Thank you. And I bought some of the microphones that you have uh, reviewed. So thank you for that. Great. Thank you very much. And uh, for, for reading my articles and for supporting our sponsors and things like that. So we're going to be going over the technology, the patterns, and the connection, and they all overlap. It's not like if you get a one particular technology that it excludes any of the other ones, except with a rare case of the ribbon microphones, which is the uh, most unusual of the ones that we're going to cover, but we must mention it. But the two main ones that we deal with nowadays are dynamic microphones and condenser, and more specifically, electric condenser microphones. Beyondpodcasting.com Almost all condenser microphones sold today are electric condenser, although they not necessarily mention the word electric in the description. Almost all of them are electric condenser. The original condenser required a much more complex powering system. Nowadays, most condenser microphones use either phantom power or bias voltage, more commonly known as plug-in power. If it has an XLR connector, it's probably a balanced connection, and then it usually requires either phantom power or some of them can use built-in batteries, but it's usually that way. And if it has a 3.5 millimeter analog connection, then it generally uses what's more technically called bias voltage, but more commonly known as plug-in power. What is the difference between balanced and unbalanced? Well, balanced and unbalanced is kind of a deep thing that I'm going to leave for another episode. But generally speaking, when it's a balanced connection, it is more resistant to interference from buzz or hum or radio stations. I'm going to leave it at that because that's kind of a deep topic that I will leave to another episode. And I have covered articles. In articles, I have covered, in fact, different types of balanced connections. But generally speaking, if it's balanced, it usually has a, an XLR connection and it's more resistant. But of course, it's only good if the device you're connecting to has also has a balanced input. Okay. And if you're using phantom power, then it's balanced. And if you're not balanced, then it's probably, and it's a condenser microphone, then probably it's bias voltage or plug-in power. And then the other category is dynamic. Dynamic microphones have uh, other characteristics. And and I'm not going to say that one is better than the other because they all have virtues and advantages and disadvantages. Dynamic microphones are less sensitive, generally speaking, to background sounds. And they do not require power, like phantom power or plug-in power. But they do generally require more amplification in whatever preamp you're connecting it to. And some preamps are weak in that respect, and when you crank them up all the way, they become hissy. That's not the direct fault of the dynamic microphone. That's just a side effect of a preamplifier that isn't so good when you crank it up all the way. Okay. So, So, and these mics are the ones that Singer use most of the time? Often they do on stage, although there are exceptions, like our friend Barbara Intriago, who is our friend and a Chilean singer. When she sings on stage or in concert, she likes to bring her own Shure cardioid condenser microphone, but actually hers is a hypercardioid. We're going to talk about patterns in a moment, but there are exceptions, but many, many times when they're on stage, they use dynamic handheld microphones, but not always. Beyondpodcasting.com Next, we're going to discuss patterns. There's the omnidirectional pattern, which is extremely common among ENG, electronic news gathering 
on television and sometimes with radio, where they do an informal interview with a single microphone in their hand, and they move it back and forth between the interviewer and the interviewee. And one of the advantages of that is it pardons more if there's an unexpected interruption. And there's very, very often unexpected interruptions when you do an informal interview in the field, because either the interviewer or the interviewee will interject a laugh or a quick comment. And if it's pointed to the other person, and it's one of the more directional microphones that we're going to talk about next, then the omnidirectional is more forgiving since you can still hear the other person very well, very in a, well. In a directional, you would not hear the other person. Or you would hear the person what's called off mic or distant. Mm -hmm. So beyond omnidirectional, there are different types of directional patterns, including cardioid, which, which means heart shape, supercardioid, and hypercardioid. And then there's shotgun microphones. So they all have advantages and disadvantages. The omnidirectional has the advantage we discussed already. The different directional types of microphones have the advantage of rejecting background sound more except where they're pointed. And that's a, a question of degree. The cardioid is the front and to some degree the sides. Whereas the next couple, which are the supercardioid, the hypercardioid, and the shotgun, they're most resistant to everything except the front, although in the case of the supercardioid and the hypercardioid, they also become somewhat sensitive to the rear of the microphone, so you have to be careful not only to point it at the subject even more accurately than with just a general cardioid, but also to make sure that nothing that is directly in back of it mm -hmm. has some undesired sound. So they're more picky as far as aiming and what might be behind them in the case of supercardioid and hypercardioid. But those are that's a bird's eye view of the different types of patterns. And these patterns exist, well, not uh, in the case of shotgun. Shotgun, the only shotguns that I've ever seen have been condenser. But the other patterns are do exist in both dynamic and in condenser microphones. So in omnidirectional, the sound, it will pick up the sound that comes from everywhere. Equally. Okay. And then the hyper cardio, you would have to direct that exactly to the mouth of the person speaking because it's a yes. very direct pattern that it, that it has. Yes. Okay. The cardioid, the supercardioid, or the, the shotgun in that order. So those are the patterns. And with the exception of the shotgun, they exist with both technologies. And most lavalier microphones or lapel microphones are omni. They, they are available with a cardioid pattern, but they're much less often used. They're mm -hmm. much more common to use the omnidirectional one. And most lavalier microphones are condenser, although there is one model still available from Shure that is dynamic. Whoa. And uh, I believe it's been in, in existence since the 1960s. It's very large. It looks a little bit like a Flintstone <laughs> type of a lavalier microphone. And it's the only one that I know of that is available still from Shure as a dynamic microphone. Most of the other or all of the other ones that I know about are condenser microphones, condenser electric microphones. And I remember that when I was in school studying television and radio, those were the only microphones that they would give to the students because they were more durable mm -hmm. than the condenser versions. Fortunately, I had a professor, and I'll shout out to him, Nick Manning, who was one of our professors at Ithaca College. He lent me occasionally his uh, Sony ECM-50 condenser lavalier microphone, and I appreciate that, Nick. 
But what we got officially from the school were the dynamic Shure okay. lavalier microphones. So that's why you can hide them so well, the labs. And the singers can put them on the, on the top of their head or on one side of their ear because being omnidirectional, it will get whatever you're speaking or singing. Yes, but because of the fact that they're so much closer to the mouth, Mm -hmm. Just by proximity, they have some rejection just because they're some, so close to the source. Mm -hmm. So this, there's a higher signal-to-noise ratio just because they're so close to the source, which is the mouth, of course. And I'm glad that you brought up the head microphones because that's another category. And those do exist both in condenser and in dynamic. I have reviewed both types of those, several different ones, in Pro Video Coalition and in upcoming episodes of beyondpodcasting.com. We will be reviewing those reviews. Mm -hmm. here on the show. Very good. But uh, for now, we're doing a bird's eye view of these three categories. Beyondpodcasting.com. The third category is the type of connection. There are microphones categorized as analog microphones or digital microphones. If they're an analog microphone, they usually have either an XLR or a 3.5 millimeter or a quarter inch connection. And if they are digital, they usually have either a USB or a lightning connection. Lightning is the proprietary connection used in recent iOS devices from Apple, including the iPhone, the iPad, and the iPod Touch. So there are advantages and disadvantages to all of these. I have reviewed digital microphones that are both dynamic and that are condenser. And I have reviewed analog microphones. And when we, when we say analog and digital, we're not talking about the technology of the microphone. The, the microphone capsule is always analog because the sound that we capture with a microphone is naturally analog. Mm -hmm. So it just depends upon the type of a connection that it has. And it doesn't mean that it's intrinsically better or worse, but it can be if we're connecting it to a computer or to a smartphone or a tablet that has an analog input because usually the preamp and A to D converter built into a so-called digital microphone is better than the one built into the smartphone or the tablet. But there's also a tendency with the newer smartphones, some of them, especially from Apple and to some degree in Android, to eliminate the analog connection. So if we are going to have a device like that and we need to connect a microphone, we have no choice but to use either a digital microphone or an interface in between the analog microphone and the new type of smartphone that only has a digital input. And I have covered, recently I published an article in Pro Video Coalition about the challenges of monitoring when you use multiple digital microphones together. That is possible with desktop computers. It is not currently possible with Android, iOS, or Chromebook. But there is a way now to connect multiple digital microphones directly to a computer, a Mac or a Windows computer, thanks to some smart software developers that I mentioned in that article who made it possible. However, there are challenges with the monitoring. In this case, what we're doing right now, it wouldn't be such a, of a challenge because right now, I am monitoring for quality control, and you're not because you don't need to. But if in a future show we take callers or we, or we take a third person that's in a remote location, in order to hear that person, you would have to be monitoring also. On so, headphones. Yes, using mm -hmm. some type of headphones or in-ear monitoring device, mm -hmm. which in television is known as IFB. Interruptible feedback is one of the three different ways that people say IFB. I, I know that you have worked in television and radio. You may have even been in an environment where they gave you an IFB to hear 
instructions yeah, yeah, yeah. The, from the, the director, director or the producer yes yes and and possibly if they play back a pre-recorded segment so you could hear it so there are different reasons why we sometimes need to have all of the participants wearing some type of a monitoring system whether it's an in-ear ifb or a full headset or some type of headphones to hear what's going on and that is more challenging when we use all digital microphones there are workarounds that i covered in in the article And in, a, in an upcoming episode, we'll cover that here in beyondpodcasting.com. But generally speaking, if you are going to have multiple microphones and there is a reason why multiple participants need to be monitoring, mm -hmm. then it's generally speaking easier if you use analog microphones and you connect those multiple microphones to an interface or a, an audio mixer. And then it's easier to monitor everything because there's a monitor on that device that allows you to hear all of the devices coming in. And of course, if you set it properly, then it can also hear any remote participants and any playback of any pre-recorded sound bites or something like that for someone to comment about. Beyondpodcasting.com I want to clarify these three categories that we've been covering, the technology, which can be condenser, electric, ribbon, or dynamic. The pattern, which can be omnidirectional, cardioid, or some of the varieties, including supercardioid, hypercardioid, or shotgun, and the type of a connection, many of them can overlap. And the purpose of this episode is to help you, the listener, to understand this underlying technology so that when we use the terminology in the future, you will have the, the background necessary to understand it. And of course, as we review each microphone in the future or we compare microphones, we will be mentioning whether they are condenser electric or the ribbon or dynamic. We will be mentioning the type of pattern and the type of a connection that they have. And some of them will be, as I have reviewed in Pro Video Coalition, some of them are what I like to call hybrid microphones that have both an analog and a digital connection. Some of those include the ones from Audio-Technica, which are the AT2005 USB, which is the black professional version mm -hmm. that includes both an XLR and a, a USB connection, and the, the brother microphone, which is the ATR2100. Interestingly, the ATR2100 costs less has a lifetime warranty, but is not considered professional. The AT2500 USB, which you and I have used in the past, that one is considered professional. It does not have a, a lifetime warranty. It costs a little bit more and it's black as opposed to the other one, which is silver. But the AT2005 USB has as an advantage that you can lock the, the on-off switch to be on all the time because sometimes things get shut off unexpectedly during a program or something like that. So, whereas the, the least expensive one, the ATR2100, the one that has the lifetime warranty and it's silver, it does not have any way of locking the switch, at least as it comes from the factory. There may be people who modify it by opening it up and soldering it or something like that. But mm -hmm. as it comes from the factory, there's no lock for the on-off switch. And there is a, also a, a similar model from Samsung, which is black in color, but it has the same physical characteristic of the ATR2100 in the sense that there's no way from the factory to lock it into the on position. But it does share the XLR output and the digital USB output. And that microphone sometimes comes with free headphones, but not always. So can we say that the best microphone is the one better suited for your particular situation? I applaud that statement. <laughs> Very good.
That's a very, very good way to, to summarize it because there are so many variables and many, many microphones are good, but not necessarily good for a particular application. Okay. Uh, we want to remind our listeners that you're listening to beyondpodcasting.com. Our guest today is Memo Sauteda, Emmy Award-winning writer and actor and voiceover talent, and he is available at memosauteda.com. And this episode comes to us in part by our friends at Descript, which is an editor which automatically transcribes and then allows us to correct the auto transcription, edit the audio, edit the text, and if we edit the text, then we can have it automatically be reflected in the audio. And as a bonus for listeners of Beyond Podcasting, you can get 100 minutes free by visiting Descript dot beyond podcasting dot com. The script is spelled D E S C R I P T. The script dot beyond podcasting dot com. I got my hundred minutes free. I have mine on mine also free. And you should get yours as soon as possible because this is a limited offer from the script. We don't know how long it will continue. And if you get your 100 minutes now, even though you may not use it immediately, you will have it in your account. You can open the account for free. They ask for a credit card at the end, but it's not obligatory. It's not a must. They only ask for that so that they can charge you beyond that point if, the, if you need more transcription after that point, but you don't have to put your credit card in if you don't want to. I didn't put mine. Okay, great. And I think my friend Gio did not either. <laughs> So thank you, Memo, for joining us today. Thank it was a pleasure, Alan. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening. And remember that you can hear our prior episodes, current and new ones, at beyondpodcasting.com. There you can learn how to subscribe, or if you already have a podcast subscription device, also known as a podcatcher, you can enter in the words Beyond Podcasting, and you will find us, and you will be able to subscribe to us there. So thank you for listening. Until the next episode, I'm Alan Tepper. Some of the manufacturers mentioned on the beyondpodcasting.com show have contacted Alan Tepper and or Technotur LLC to carry out consulting and or translations, localizations or transcreations. Many of the manufacturers mentioned have sent Alan Tepper review units. Some links to third parties mentioned in the show may indirectly benefit Technotur LLC via affiliate programs. Alan Tepper's opinions are his own.